0: physical attraction is a big part of the calculation
1: right because we're already married yeah we're not looking looking for for a a life life mate yeah that's right we're looking for someone who turns us on for fun yeah welcome to two hot wives
0: a podcast where two friends in open marriages explore the exciting world of unconventional sex
1: Hey hotties! I'm Kat and I'm Ams,
0: and we're the two hot wives. <sighs> are we on a break? <laughs> so technically, we are on a on break, a break. <laughs> but we are working. So we are working harder during the break than we yeah. work during our regular season. Well,
1: we're planning for season two, yes. which is shaping up to be really exciting.
0: <gasps> I am so excited. <laughs> we have had a chance to talk to some of the most amazing. Yeah subject matter experts in all things sexy yeah uh, we talked to lauren from room to 77 we talked to dr jess and marla stewart from sex with dr jess
1: that was a great interview too yeah
0: we're gonna talk to the shameless sex ladies about anal play
1: you know that's my favorite i know it's your
0: favorite (laughs) you said it over and over Over and over and over again but yeah (laughs) <laughs> we have an amazing season planned, and we've been doing a lot of work for that. Yep. We So tonight, we are doing just a little bonus content. Mm-hmm. We're going to share a little bit about what's going on with us, what we have coming up in the next couple of months. And
1: answer another listener question, we a really gonna, big question. We
0: are going to answer a listener mm-hmm. question. And then finally, we are sharing a fantastic interview that we did with Mallory from Casual Swingers.
1: I thought she was so sweet and very generous. You know, oh they've been doing this a really long time. They're super experienced. Their podcast is fantastic. Yes. And she had some really nice things to say to us. And I just felt she was very generous and sweet. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So so Mallory is our last Ladies of PCAP because the event is essentially sold out. And I have to say, I have a little bit of a girl <laughs> crush on Mallory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is a super fun interview.
1: Not only is she really hot, but she just got a great personality. Yeah. And I love that in the middle of the interview, her husband brought a drink for her. Yeah, <laughs> do you remember? Her? She's
0: drinking like whiskey on the rocks. Like it's Straight. like a solid, sexy drink. The yep. whole thing, they are amazing and sexy and smart. And their podcast is is so well produced. And yeah. their
1: Twitter stuff is yeah, beautiful. really cool. Yeah.
0: Yep. So big, big fan girl. Me too. Okay, so before we jump into the listener
1: question, what's going on with you, Kat? Well, I well, <laughs> I kind of have a hot tail. You, you do? Yeah. I know I'm not supposed to because this is not a regular episode, episode. but I kind of have a little hot tail I wanted to share. It was a little mind-blowing, so I was like so excited that I was like totally sharing this. I okay. don't care if we're off-season. It's bonus episode, but... You want to do a hot... Okay. I kind of do. Well, if we're going to do a hot tail, what the fuck are we drinking right now? What <laughs> well, did you make us to drink? So this is a blood orange liqueur. Mm-hmm. Kind of like... It's in the section with um, like the Grand Monier Sure. And Cointreau, that kind of thing. It's blood orange. It was a pretty bottle. And I just... It is really It attracted me. So I bought it. And uh, so this is uh, one part of that. Mm-hmm. One part of lemon vodka, Deep Eddie's. I put in uh, a Luxardo cherry, of course, some uh, tart cherry juice. Yep. Not syrup, but it had a little bit of sweetness to it. It was fantastic. Just a little bit. And then uh, ginger beer. Yes. So it's not like a regular cocktail that I would normally just, you know, work on for a couple weeks or... Just
0: kind of throw a little this, Yeah, I just threw it together
1: because it sounded like all the things that we like. Yeah. And it's tasty. It is good. Yeah. It is good. So my hot tail...
0: Well, should we segue <laughs> okay. with our cocktails? <laughs> we need some motherfucking hottails.
1: Okay, you ready?
0: I'm so ready.
1: So, this was just me and Mr. Cat.
0: Which is always nice, always fun.
1: Uh, five o'clock in the morning.
0: What I know,
1: he's an early riser. <laughs> Double entendre. Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. So I, I I can't think of why he uh, he just was very amorous mm-hmm. the other morning, mm-hmm. and uh, he he reached over and started to just touch me a little bit, and I was awake, so I was you know kind of nuzzling over to him. And we were talking about something sexy that oh, had happened the night before. I think that we've been hanging out with you guys. Oh. But, you know, we got home late and we were too tired, so we didn't have sex yeah. that night. Didn't but then the next day, up. he's like, hmm ready to go. So he pulled a new move on me. Ooh. Yeah. That's impressive
0: after, what, 25 years together something he's like that? He's
1: always coming up with new moves, though. I like it. I feel like he's got, like, a book or something that he's reading. Every week. I don't know. Or, you know, I, I kind of think, too, like maybe it's the podcast. Like he's like Taking super notes. inspired, right? Yeah. Yeah, he just yeah. wants to kill it every week. Lucky me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, okay, I'm just going to tell you what he did. All right. So I'm on my back, right? He he pulls me in, you mm-hmm. know, and he just he's going to go down on me. So he goes down on me. And my legs are over his thigh. So he's kneeling in between my legs, right? Okay. But my legs aren't super open. They're right on his hips. Mm-hmm. And he brings his arms around and he grabs my arms and he sort of pins them under my bum, right? Under my butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm kind of like I can't move my arms and my mm-hmm. legs aren't super wide open. They're just sort of on his hips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he, he goes down on me and somehow he is holding my arms to my sides mm-hmm. while he is licking my pussy. Mm-hmm. But my leg, my legs are not super open, so he's just getting the front part. Just, just, just of, my, just, just like able to get to my clit mm-hmm. and up, and then he brings his hands in and he starts to pinch my nipples. Okay, just lightly, <laughs> but he is holding me so tight and I'm so restrained, like I can hardly move, and he's just going over and over and over and over again, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and touching my nipples, not. Not pinching them really hard, but just the right just a lot of
0: stimulation.
1: Yeah, and uh, my whole body is just like starting to shake. Mm. And it in the moment, I am thinking about my game that I play. Oh, right,
0: where you're trying to get yourself off really, really quietly, right?
1: Uh huh. And without moving very much at all, yeah. and without a whole lot of stimulation. Right, I'm just using my hand and i'm i'm very like i'm stealth about it so mm-hmm. that's kind of like what's going on like he's holding me really tight i can't move and then you know he stops touching my nipples cuz he's really holding me tight and mm-hmm. he's going over and over and over again and my whole body is like quaking and i'm thinking oh my god i'm going to come like this mm-hmm. but he holds me right there the whole time mm-hmm. and then when i think i can, when i think you know i'm i'm going to go for it he all of a sudden he lets go of my arms He opens my legs Mm. and he starts touching me with his hands and kissing my pussy and using his fingers and Mm -hmm. putting his fingers inside me. I couldn't hold on. I came so hard. Nice. So crazy. It was really, really good. And when he was finished, I... Could not stop myself from laughing and giggling. I do that anyway. I giggle. It's kind of like a release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's
0: so many like hormones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I
1: start to giggle, but I think I'm in so much disbelief of what just happened. Yeah. Because it was so different from anything else he's ever done that I was like, what the fuck was that? And I'm laughing. And then I say, you need to do that on hands. For looking out for me. I know. Girl. I love you, girl. And I was, and then we're laughing, and he's laughing, and I'm like, you just need to try this on all my friends because they're gonna love it.
0: <laughs> solid move, solid. I know. Technique. It
1: was really good. And then like part two, uh-huh. I popped down to the floor. I had him on the bed and I gave him a blowjob. And then I finished him off like that. And afterwards, I was like, okay, this is the position for the blowjob, right? Not like
0: wait, which is the position for the bed? Okay,
1: job? so he's he's on the bed, but I'm on the floor. Yeah, on your right? knees, on my knees,
0: and his f- legs are his legs hanging are kind of hanging off the over, over the bed. Okay,
1: yeah. But I realize like I have such control of my movement, yeah. in that position because a lot of times he's on his back and I'm I'm on like the bed too, over him. but yeah. I've got to have a hand for support yeah. and I can't really do all the things I want to do. Yeah. So we both decided like that That's is the, the position.
0: Best. I agree. Yeah. I I yeah. prefer to just kind of be kneeling on the side yeah. of the bed. It's you can do all sorts of things with your hands on them on yourself. Yep. I, I agree. Pillows, though, I usually yeah. for your try knees. to make it a little bit sexy. But let I'm me like, tell hmm, you, this, drop the pillows.
1: this was such a hot little morning, such a hot sort of session that I didn't have time for pillows. And it came so fast. Like, He was so excited anyway, Mm -hmm. and it was a weekday morning. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) He probably had the mindset like, okay, we need to get this. We need to get this going. So it didn't take a whole long time to get him to come. Yeah. Had it been like one of those long sessions, a pillow would have been a good idea. Yeah. Two. One for each knee. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, I like to – so I like that position. I like to kind of spread my knees a little bit. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so you need a pillow for each side. Then you can kind of (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> you can kind of slide them wider if you, if you want oh, to, you okay. know, it reduces the friction. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Okay. So that's it, super hot. It was unbelievable. Like yeah. I thought about it all day and he, you know, like we messaged back and forth, texting back and forth all mm-hmm. day long. That's nice. And the, the the thing is like, usually he will text me and say, what a hot morning. That was so much fun. Yeah. But I made a a conscious effort to be the first one to text him and say, wow, you are on your game. That was really hot.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I feel like all the time he's always reaching out to me with those kind of affirmations all day long. And I felt like he earned that one. I need to reach out to him first (laughs) and make sure he knows that, like, I really appreciated that. Yeah. It was was really good.
0: Nice. I like that. Right? So- (laughs) So I was not going to share a hot tail. Oh, I'm so glad you're going to. I think Mr. Cat and Mr. Ams must have
1: exchanged notes. I think they talk a lot. Uh,
0: because we had just a <laughs> random weeknight experience. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think it was going to last very long. It was always already kind of late at night. And I thought it was going to come pretty early in the experience. And it just wasn't happening like it you know it was taking a while it wasn't happening and so we went into like my go-to orgasm position which is me laying on the bed with my head kind of off the side of the bed a little mm-hmm. bit and mr am standing up and I Put him in my mouth, and then I can play with myself with the toy. And send me, and he'll lean over.
1: You're looking at me like I didn't know that was your go. to Oh my
0: gosh, this is like I just want to come. This works. I feel really like well I should know me. that by now. Yeah, I mean, I guess, wait, does
1: Mister Cat know that? We've done it before, but does he know like that? That's, that's your my go-to? go-to. I don't. I don't he know. would love that. Well, so because uh, if I'm understanding right, mm-hmm. he's standing. Yes. And he's in your mouth. Yes. And you are playing with right. yourself. Right,
0: Oh, the view what is spectacular. Yeah, the view is spectacular, right? And that's, yes. That's, if I know
1: Mr. Cat, like he would totally love that. Yeah, but
0: I got to say, like my go-to position for orgas- orgasm with Mr. Cat is not that one. It's oh. different. Like it's actually more him behind me and, and using a toy, oh, okay. like leaning over the bed, both of us. Isn't that so, interesting that yeah, it's different, different with the for different, different guys. guys? Yeah, yeah. So Who would have thought? Yeah, <laughs> I should I should keep this all in my diary. Oh, my gosh. So I know, you know. Totally going to write it down. <laughs> but with Mr. Amps, he was standing up on the side of the bed, and I was laying down on the bed, and I was playing my, with myself with a toy. And I was getting close to orgasming. He was using his hands on my breasts mm. and kind of playing with me a little bit around the toy. And as I was getting really close to orgasm, He kind of locked his legs around my
1: head and held me down. That whole restraining thing. Yes. They must be talking. I think they
0: were talking. (laughs) And it totally did it for me. Like I, I, he did it and I was close to orgasm and I really fought it. Like I really, Mm -hmm. my, it wasn't intentional. Like instinctually, I just really fought the whole thing and I came like crazy But it must have happened right around the same time that that your experience happened. So I think they were comparing notes.
1: I totally think they were comparing notes. Yes.
0: Yeah. That like it's too much of a coincidence. He's never done that before. And I liked it a lot. I would not have thought I would have liked now, it. Now,
1: did you guys like talk about it afterwards and did you tell him how much you liked I it? I
0: did. I did. <laughs> I liked
1: it so much that the next
0: time we had sex, I was like, I'm gonna take care of you. And I wasn't focused on myself at all. I you mm-hmm. kinda we were in the shower and I sat him down on the bench and I kinda, mm-hmm. you know. I went down. Did on you him give him a blowjob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but it's perfect in the shower because so easy to. Clean
1: I know that's your favorite place because <laughs> we can get so clean afterwards. That's right. That's
0: right. I love it. I love it. And it doesn't. I'll tell you. It doesn't matter how much I sort of soap off afterwards. You can't get it all there's off. There's something <laughs> sticky somewhere, it's, like yeah. behind my knee or something. How did come get behind <laughs> my knee? I have no clue. As
1: long as it's not in your hair. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed.
0: If it's from the the neck down. shoulders down, neck down, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: unexpected
0: hot tails, totally, totally unexpected hot on tails.
1: a bonus episode. Yes.
0: Lucky you. Listener. We're so
1: naughty. Yes. We're so naughty. Okay. So
0: I think we should talk about our listener question, mm-hmm. and this is a this is a challenging one. So this came originally from uh, GT out of Canada. Huge fan. Love mm-hmm. her so much. And you're
1: going to read it, right? Yes. Okay. I'm going to
0: read GT's message. My husband and I are super new, meaning that we are talking about what turns us on, but we've not had any dates yet. He's 55 and I'm 50. The issue he's having, and to be super honest, me too, is that I look a lot younger and I'm fairly fit and he looks his age and although he is super nice, amazing to talk to, and a beast in bed... He's not one of those men that at first glance, people might pay attention to. At the same time, my husband says he's been out of the flirt game for so long and was never really good at it. I'm outgoing and can talk to anyone, but I'm concerned about the balance of this. Do you have any feedback or experience you've had where you didn't find someone attractive at first and then changed your mind after talking to them?
1: So I think we should tackle this piece by piece, right? Let's start with the age thing. Fifty to fifty-five. Yeah,
0: that's totally right in the bandwidth of lifestyle people. It really is. Yeah,
1: because Absolutely. it's 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 that time when we figure out like, okay, kids are good. You mm-hmm. know, now what? Mm-hmm. We encounter people all the time in their forties and fifties. That seems to be like the norm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So
0: I guess I can't really speak to the youngins out there because that's not who Mister Ams and I are attracted to. We're not mm-hmm. like hanging out with 20-somethings, but most people are, I would say, between 35 and 65. Like There is a huge age range, and I have tremendous admiration for swingers that I've met who are in Mm -hmm. their late 50s, early 60s. They don't give a shit. They are so confident. They know exactly what they want. Mm -hmm. They get plenty of game.
1: Well, and and you build your own community, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. you're going to find people who align with where you're at, right? Right, and, and they're out there. Absolutely,
0: yeah. So I would not get too caught up in age. Fifties is absolutely right there, ideal. Mm-hmm. And and we get this question all the time, all the time. from people in their fifties. So. If we're getting it all the time, that means there's a ton of you out there who wants to who want to jump in and experience lifestyle activities. Mm-hmm. So so go ahead and do it.
1: If you look at media out there, mm-hmm. I think that's where we get the idea that swingers or open marriages are filled with these young 20-somethings and 30-somethings, you know, like if you look at some of the, the websites for the clubs mm-hmm. or the vacation spots, right, like Desire and, mm-hmm. and Trapeze, and you look at those websites, what are they – what are all over those websites? Young, attractive people. Young, not attractive, supermodels, right? Fair. That's fair. I mean, and I will say before Mr. Cat and I got involved in all of this, I felt like, oh, but I'm not – you know, I don't look like those girls. I I can't, I don't know how comfortable I'm going to feel next to these girls who look like supermodels. Sure. Then you get into the reality of actually going to these things. And it's not like that. They're regular people.
0: Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Because those are actual models, right? right? Desire, Hedo, they are paying models to take pictures for their website.
1: Who knew they're actually discouraging people from coming? If they put regular people in their ads, reasonably attractive, but regular people, we would say, wow, these people look like me. Sure. I can go too. But you have this expectation that everybody who goes to these things, whether it be a local event or a vacation or whatever, you can't compete with that. So I, I think, you know, there are varying levels of attractiveness for everyone. Sure.
0: There are all ages, all shapes and sizes, all colors in the lifestyle.
1: And everybody likes something different.
0: Sure. Although, to be fair,
1: I think we
0: tend to- Gravitate towards- Towards people who are like us. Yeah. So if you are in your 50s, you are probably going to have better luck connecting with other people in their 50s. Exactly. So that leads to the, the issue of physical attractiveness in the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And we get this question all the time.
1: I think that we should be concerned with physical attractiveness anyway. You want to be as attractive as you can for your spouse. Sure. Right? And I think about like not, not so much just physical attractiveness, but healthy. Sure. Right healthy, vibrant, excited, bringing it, even if you're not meeting someone else. You should bring that to your marriage, to your just to you and your partner. Yeah, I I think you that's know what fair. I,
0: mean? I think that's fair. You know, one of the happy little benefits to the lifestyle is it makes people maybe for the first time in a really long time Take a little bit better care of themselves because mm-hmm. it's like dating again, exactly for the first time. And I know friends who have, you know, around this age, gotten a divorce, and all of a sudden they step up and, their game. Right, go and get their hair done. They join the gym. They, you know, improve their makeup from what they were doing in the nineties. And this
1: is sort of goes to my point. Like, why didn't we do those things before?
0: Right. That's right. You know, if you're taking your marriage for granted, if you're taking your relationship and your partner for granted and not putting in a little bit of effort to make yourself attractive for your partner. Honestly, I I think it's more about, it makes you feel better. Mm -hmm. Like it makes me feel better if I put a little bit of that effort in, if I, you know, do my makeup and do my hair or just even brush my hair and put on something (laughs) other than my sweats. Right. Then I'm more likely to want to have sex with my partner cuz i feel better about myself. You feel myself. sexy.
1: Yes. And it's not just about looking good. I care enough about you and about me and about our marriage to do my best to be healthy and attractive. T- and attractive and and to do my best with what i've got to make myself someone that you want to be with. And and I hope that you want to do that for me too. I mean, I think a lot of times people get married and then they're like, oh, and then we have kids and then it's all about the kids. And then we forget to take care of ourselves. Yeah, We get into work and carpool and all of that other stuff. And we forget that, you know, we should still date our spouse. Yeah.
0: Put in that effort. Mm-hmm. I think it can be both, right? I think it can be an act of love to put effort into your physical appearance to say, I love you so much. You deserve the best of me.
1: Exactly. That's I, what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. I also think it can be an internal act of self-care where if I go through the rituals of taking a shower, doing my hair, doing my makeup, putting on clothes that I did not pick up out of the hamper. Sexy underwear. it. I'm not, I know, I, may it that I know,
1: with you, but, but it makes you feel it good. Makes you feel it makes you feel confident. Yeah.
0: Yes. So you can do it for yourself and you can do it for your spouse. Mm-hmm. And it's something, whether or not your lifestyle, it's something that you can do to just up your
1: sex game. And that's really what I was thinking about.
0: Getting back to people lifestyle. who are having lifestyle mm-hmm. experiences and, tr- and attractiveness. It is a factor Mm -hmm. when it's, this is just like any other kind of dating, right? If you go and you meet uh, somebody that you are potentially going to sleep with or go on other dates with or hang out with, your physical attraction is a big part of the calculation.
1: It's just like dating before we got married. Exactly. You put your best foot forward. You work with what you've got, but it's important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I would love to say that this is, you know, uh, super inclusive and everyone's tolerant and you can look exactly how you want to look. But if people don't find you attractive, you're not going to make a connection
1: in the lifestyle. Right. Because we're already married. Yeah. yeah, We're not looking looking for for a life life mate. Yeah. That's right. We're looking for someone who turns us on for fun. Yeah. And there's... You know, there's a lot of factors that can go into attractiveness, but the first thing is going to be physical attraction.
0: And personality, humor, smarts, all of that plays into attractiveness.
1: Absolutely. Because I have met people that I thought were okay, but once you talk to them and you really get to know them, they become more attractive. Yes. So I really think the thing here is that you got to work with what you got. Polish the penny. Polish the penny. <laughs> Polish exactly. Polish the penny. And I, there are... You can learn everything on YouTube. Did you mm-hmm. know that? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Did you know that? University um, of YouTube. Yeah. So there are guys, and, and I would say, you know, not women, but guys on there that are talking about style, personal style. Sure. Right? Clothes. You don't have to spend a lot of money. I shop at TJ Maxx. I shop at all these different Nordstrom stores. Nordstrom Rack. Nordstrom Rack is one of my Love favorites. It. Yeah. But you can... You know, look at what's out there. Put together some personal style. Grooming. Grooming if you have a huge. beard, get that trimmed up nice. If you got nose hair, trim it up. Yes. If your eyebrows look like the crazy professor, yeah. You know, tame those suckers. Yes. Right? There are things that you can do with mm-hmm. what you've got. I mean, if we look at uh, celebrities when they don't have any makeup on or they're walking right. around town, they look like the rest of us. That's right. We're all just normal people. Yes. You got to take what you got and amp it up and do the best you can with it.
0: Yeah. And you don't need a ton of mm-hmm. money. You don't need a stylist. You don't need maybe get more than a $5 haircut, right? right. Get it, get you know, a decent haircut. Get- Spend
1: the money where it matters. A little bit of money to, you know, to, to amp up your style, amp up your grooming, mm-hmm. get a haircut. Oh my gosh. Go get a facial. Men get a facial. Yeah, right. Why not? Because they're gonna, they're you wouldn't believe. I think maybe sometimes men think that a facial is not for them, mm-hmm. but it is absolutely for them. Because your, you know, the little fine lines and the the pores and you know the things that happen with aging. It's not just it doesn't just happen to women. Happens yeah. to men too. The reason women look really good is because we care about that we stuff. Put in
0: a lot of
1: effort, it takes a lot of work. Yeah, we're yeah. getting facials, and you can do a facial on yourself. Oh, you sure. don't even have to go to a, a spa. But I'm saying, like, there are things you can do. You just have to pull out the resources. You have to, you know, get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Do something that you wouldn't normally do. Get a manicure.
0: Right. I, I Buy some think, new
1: shoes. I would think about it like a job interview.
0: Yeah. Would you go to a job interview wearing Jesus sandals and a torn trade shirt and a scruffy beard? No. No. You would dress nicely. You don't have to dress in a suit, but you should dress with care. You should do Mm -hmm. something to your hair. You should should look your best because you want the person across from you to maybe sleep with you at some point. You're dating
1: again. Exactly. What would you do if you were dating again? Yeah. Put in the effort. Put in the effort.
0: And there's a lot that you can do with what you've got. Whatever you've got, You can make it better. Another thought that I had for GT's question is if you are not stunners, maybe going to vacations or, you know. Places where you can get to know people for a longer period of time might be a good choice for you. Mm -hmm. Like a like a cruise or a, you know, an all-inclusive vacation, because you see the same people over and over again. And they can get a chance to get to know you better. So that you might have better luck connecting with people over a few days than you would on a single date or Mm a meet and greet
1: or a one-time event. Right. Well, and I also think that you could Sort of you know you can make your profile whatever you want, so if you're looking to build a community of like minded people who are who are of your age you know and and live in your area that that want to just get together and maybe you know have a barbecue maybe maybe you start to set up your own little group right yeah of of like minded people who just want to come and hang out, no pressure no um you know set up your own meet and greet, yeah. And just invite lots of different couples to your own house party. And you can, if I mean, if you put the expectation out there ahead of time, you can say, this is just a chance for us to get to know each other. This is not. That's a good idea,
0: actually, because it's your own space. So maybe right. you feel more comfortable. You can take the pressure off. That's a great idea.
1: But you can tell people what to expect from the very beginning, right? This is just a barbecue. We're just going to get to know each other. We're just like-minded people who want to hang out. Yeah. No no pressure, no play. Just come and meet people and let's have some fun. And that's a way to sort of build a community. I mean, we've sort of done that in a backwards way. We had a couples date, which is how we met. But then from there, we started talking about building a community. We have a lot of people that we hang out with that we don't play with. That's true. That's true. And a lot of times we all hang out together in one big group and no play happens at all.
0: Absolutely. And there are many people within our community that our relationship does not include play. Mm -hmm. Ever. It's just not part of the dynamic, but we think they're cool, they're open-minded, they're great to hang out with, and maybe they're going to make connections with our other friends. Exactly. Yeah. So what about the flirting? I think that's a really interesting, challenging question for people who've been together a long time and then all of a sudden are dating again. How do you up your flirt game?
1: Well, I think that when one partner is super outgoing and vivacious and sparkly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's easy to overshadow the other person. So I think I hate to say that someone might need to tone themselves down a little bit, but you mm-hmm. might need to cue up your man for success and let him sort of. Shine a little bit more. Shine a little more. I'm not saying, you know, don't be who you are. I'm just saying, like, be conscious of the idea that maybe you are so outgoing that his personality looks even more subdued than -hmm. it might be normally. So maybe practice with him a little bit of a story that he's going to tell or you know, cue him up for success, you know, ask him a question in the middle of the meeting that gets him talking about something he's interested in. Yeah. So I had a different thought
0: for GT's hubby. Okay. And this, you know, sometimes it can be tough if you're not used to talking about yourself or kind of putting yourself out there. And just a minor little plug we have an upcoming episode that is all about seduction and foreplay. And a lot of it is about flirting. So we're really going to dig into how to up your flirt game. There are exercises,
1: like real practical stuff you can do. Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: But for GT's husband, I was thinking, have some good questions to ask the other woman. Five or six that are just solid questions and practice active listening. Mm -hmm. Because if you're asking an engaging question and you're listening and following up with responses that show that you're really listening to what that other person has to say – They're going to think you're the most amazing conversationalist ever because you've given them a chance to talk about themselves. Everybody wants to talk about themselves, right? So I would have five or six questions that are in your back pocket that you can ask the woman on the other side and look her in the eyes and listen to what she has to say. And And
1: ask a good follow-up.
0: Yes, and ask a good (laughs) follow-up question. I think that's a
1: great idea. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. So
0: that that I I think that gives you a lot to put in your arsenal to go out there and start dating GT. Mm-hmm. And I wish you the best of luck. I
1: think you're going to kill it.
0: Yes. Happy hunting. <laughs> All right, I think it is time to bring in Mallory. For that's what she said. Yay. She's so amazing. She's so great. I can't say enough good things. Love, love. And I'm so looking forward to meeting her live in Miami yep. in just like a month.
1: I can't believe it's that quick. I know. We have a lot of work to do. We have so much work to do. <laughs> so much for our break. Yes. So <laughs> and let's... I have to say, so much for our dry April. I know. This is not working <laughs> it's out It's becoming well. a little misty. It's. I think it's
0: downright wet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Without further ado, that's what she said.
2: Alrighty. So I am Mallory from the Casual Swinger podcast, the podcast that's focused on lifestyle. I co-host it with my husband, Mickey. Our format is varietal. Um, it's laced with humor, information. We call it infotainment. Um, it, it really does cover a lot of topics from, you know, serious to the lighthearted.
0: Yeah. Well. Welcome, Mallory. We are so glad to have you on the show. And I have to say, I love your podcast. It's really well produced. You guys have wonderful, sexy voices. Great chemistry, yeah. Really great topic. So highly, highly recommend. Um, But for for people who aren't familiar with the podcast, how are you different? There's a lot of couples podcasts out there. What's what makes you guys stand apart from the others?
2: Well, first, thank you for the kudos. We really appreciate it. No one can see me right now, but I'm blushing and sweating. No one <laughs> really flattered. Um, so what makes this unique? Um, I think how our podcast translates the, the rhetoric and the the banter back and forth. That's actually how we talk to each other in real lives. I think it's a little surreal when when someone gets invited into our day-to-day world and they actually see it. They're like, oh, no shit. That's really you <laughs> Um And it's, it's based on the Lucille Ball show. I'm a huge uh, Lucy fan, and that's where the varietal comes from. And what was great about it, they touched on some very, very serious topics, but they did it with humor, which in a way normalized it, but it still got you thinking about things.
1: So for someone who hasn't listened to um, many of your episodes, do you have a couple of episodes that you think really uh, represent your
2: podcast the best? Oh, it's like picking your favorite child. Uh I I have one, but I would never say it out loud. Uh Um, (laughs) um, I think the ones that are the ones that resonate. And I say ones because we've had this guest on multiple times. Um, We we get found a lot by our hedonism Mm podcasts. And that's great. And we absolutely adore the place and the people we've made relationships there with. And, but the something that resonated with me is, uh, shame on you, God. And the other episode we did with the pastors, uh, Mitch and Cindy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's this battle that goes on, especially if you come from a religious background and you're looking at a lifestyle or just sex in general that, that shame gets attached to that. So we end up like self loathing and denial and all these awful things happen because we have this idea that they're mutually exclusive and like heaven forbid you can marry your spiritual life with your sexual life. Mm. So the conversations with those guys and the questions that were asked and just like, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it because it was so impactful for me. I've always defined myself as a spiritual person, not as a religious person. And we just actually had them uh, here visiting in the area. They had a, a work event that they were doing. And same thing, like, it's just, they have such a wonderful perspective and they're they're really out there healing people that have been traumatized by the shame of sex or even lifestyle um mm-hmm. in their past so i I'd, I'd have to say those
0: that's great we'll have to check that out yeah. so yeah. i listened to a recent one you did i think it was back in september And the two of you were talking about the issue of infidelity in the lifestyle, which I I was looking through the titles and I jumped to that one immediately because my first thought as a lifestyle person was there's no infidelity in the lifestyle. Why would you be unfaithful when you're you have permission to do sort of, um, you know, more or less what you want to do? So can you tell us a little bit more about that episode and about what you guys discussed
2: Absolutely. I think there's this perspective, like we're in the lifestyle and we're so like progressive and open and it's kind of like a carte blanche attitude. And in our experience, that's not necessarily correct. You know, unfortunately there are people that supplement like holes or gaps in their life. Like, um, it's like getting a puppy or having a baby. Let's, let's go be, you know, swingers and, you know, that'll spice things up. It really roots out the underlying issues. And we have, unfortunately on multiple occasions, the same infidelity, I mean, we even have you know pseudo neighbors that were swingers and ended up being um, cheating on their spouses and ended up divorcing them and are together now. Mm-hmm. Like, and it is a little surreal, especially as a as an outsider to kind of surmise that. Because I think when we were talking before you started recording, you said you know a lot of people on the outside, the vanillas, mm-hmm. uh, think swinging is cheating based on that societal conformity of monogamy. Right. So, I mean, it's still plausible, you know, cheating is just as much, if not more emotional than it is physical. Mm-hmm, so, absolutely. I mean, it, it can happen. So we, you know, our disclaimer is, you know, if you, if you want to really figure out what's wrong with your relationship, go ahead and get into swinging.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you were going to find all the soft spots. Oh, even oh, push. Oh.
2: But it's actually good. If you, when you get past them and over like the your own self doubt and you, you know maybe some of those underlying issues. Maybe it's even about something silly as a day to day like money or something. And you can talk about that and communicate. I mean, that is really the root of a good relationship, whether you swing or not, is communication. But it'll it'll definitely make you talk,
0: as we like to say on the two hot wives. <laughs> use, use your, your mother motherfucking, motherfucking
1: words. That <laughs> I was like, yes, queens, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So I listened to your episode about the idea of doing a porno. Oh yeah. <laughs> how oh, have you figured out like wait, hold, wait,
0: gonna, hold what, on. What? I did not. You're gonna do a, a porno? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Girl, what's happening?
2: <laughs> it's not available for mass market. Sorry guys. I don't <laughs> want to watch it when it's all said and done. But um Wait, can
0: we watch?
1: <laughs> oh, no, wait, wait, I don't wait, even know what it is. Wait. What is it? Oh yeah, tell, tell me us, what
2: okay. it is. So we so have this fantasy. So I like, um, obviously I love pleasing my spouse and he loves pleasing me. And a part of our dynamic is a little bit of voyeurism. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, catching me in a little bit of a tryst on, you know, some low light or on my camera phone, which is which is mm-hmm. cute and fun and all. But I thought, you know, wow, wouldn't it be so awesome to have like a porn just for him. Cause like, to be, to be honest, like I even thought about it when I was in high school, I've always been drawn to sex, super comfortable with it. And I remember having these thoughts like, yeah, if if I can't be a nurse, I'm totally going to be a porn star. Like that was (laughs) him. And it's just something like I'm, I'm, I'm still like on the younger side ish, I guess in my head, but like, (laughs) why not do the things like I've always kind of fantasized about while, while I can, while I feel good about it, while it's top of mind, you know, mm-hmm. if we've learned anything, like take life by the balls and do the things you want to do. I mean, that, that this past year is, is kind of taught me that like really soul search and go, okay, if I, if I am promised tomorrow, if, if I have that gift, what do I want to do with it? And it's one of the things that probably seems totally vain, you know, in the grand scheme of things, but it's on the sexual side of, of me, that was really important. And just expressing it to my husband was hard. And we've been here <laughs> for years and talk about everything. And I mean everything. Um, but I, I think it's definitely something we want to execute. And it looks like there's an opportunity there. Who knew wow. that there could be potential for a company that could offer the service?
0: And and the service is is film crew and actors and like what what well, it, what are you
2: getting? So The company we're likely going to be working with is still incorporating and working out all the legality and details, right? Because it's going to operate in a way like the porn industry does, right? Um, And it depends on where they're located, like the difference between doing it in Las Vegas versus Denver, for example. Mm -hmm. The rules and regulations are going to be totally different. But it is an opportunity to pre-screen your um, co-stars, And from what I understand, and I could be, you know, summarizing this inappropriately, but you're paying for the filming rights, not for the sexual act. And that's really, really important in, in the eyes of the law. Like Mm -hmm. in some places, it's totally legal, but outside of there, you really have to, um, be very careful about how it's worded. And there is a testing pool. Obviously everyone goes in, you know, weekly or biweekly to go get tested to make sure that the, the co-stars are, are a-okay where mm-hmm. I have a knowledge gap and I cannot wait to learn is how the interview process goes.
0: But <laughs> I was wondering if you get to pick your cast is there, members. Is there a of casting course. couch involved?
2: Yeah. I'm going to pull a Sophia and go picture this. You have a book that looks like baseball cards or like the the football cards from like the 80s and 90s that the boys (laughs) I collected I was such a tomboy I'm not gonna lie Um, and you like you read descriptions and look at pictures like how do you start that process because it seems very superficial at first and then narrow down like do you have like a video date do you have a phone call I'm not sure what those next steps look like I'm very interested I'm gonna be a total dork. And I know in the whatever process and when I finally introduce myself to someone, I'm just going to like lose it and not be like composed, but I'm still interested to see what that's like. So I'll update you guys once I find yes, out.
1: Yes. Keep yeah. us in the loop. I'm very curious. Well, and if you need help with the casting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <maybe>. Volunteers. <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. <laughs>
2: okay. Okay. We'll get a ladies group together and socialize. We'll I right- mean, this might take a committee. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> oh, Everything's better in committee. That's right. Yeah.
0: So let's talk a little bit about Podcast of Palooza.
2: Oh, please. So are you are excited, excited about it? We are. We
0: are so excited. And you know, we're really new kids on the block. We're, we just kind of joined the lineup. But you were, you were part of the, the original concept of Podcast of Palooza for 2020, right?
2: Yeah. I love that you just called me an OG. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And unfortunately, obviously, with everything, it didn't go off. Um, but Absolutely excited. This has been a long time in the making. Um, Kate, uh, from swinging down on her now, wanderlust, um, yeah. has made so much investment, not just fiscally, but like sweat equity. And mm-hmm. like there, there's not a detail missed and it's definitely has, <laughs> not even potential. It's probably going to be one of the do not miss events, um, that happens annually.
1: Yeah, she talked about all kinds of cool surprises that she wouldn't even tell us about. No. She no. just teased us with them. She was, yeah, she's a total tease.
2: She yeah. gets off on that a little bit, I think.
1: <laughs> <I'm> sure. <laughs> it's
2: hot. More and the tasty.
0: the hotel in Miami looks Beautiful. amazing. Stunning.
2: Yeah. Yeah, her yeah. eye for detail, her her taste, like it's just impeccable. Mm-hmm. And if it's going to be anything like what she had planned for the first one, because even even some of us are in the dark, right? You know, right. she's waiting to lift the veil on some of these things. It is just going to be the one of the most badass things we've ever been a part of in this community. Mm-hmm. Like there's, I can't think of an event that I've had access to or visibility to that would compare.
0: Oh, I'm getting chills. I know. <laughs> I know. I know.
2: I'm so excited. So and- have
0: you guys thought about your seminar yet? Do you know what you're going to speak on?
2: We have, and we're going to let uh, Kate announce that. Um, yeah. it's got it. And we've kind of let it leak. It's not something we'll ever talk about on our podcasts because this is definitely lifting our veil into part of our uh, really private lives. And unfortunately, I mean... We would love to share some of these things, but in the best interest of um, unnamed parties that need to be protected, it's going to be uh, spun in a way that everyone is still safe and comfy and happy, but um, that it, it's relatable because there's some lessons learned along the way. And yeah. there's going to be laughing, of course, because we can't ever take anything seriously, seriously. but there may be a tear or two as well.
1: Oh. Wow. Hmm. So to be continued. Sounds like it may be worth missing the topless pool
0: party. Uh, That's (laughs) right. you got to compete with the topless pool party. Can we be topless in the seminar? That's what I said. Kill two birds with one stone. I was telling
1: Ams, you know, maybe we don't compete at all. Maybe we just do our seminar poolside topless. There
2: There you go. go.
0: There you go. So, is there anything (laughs) about PCAP that you're really looking forward to? Um,
2: Again, it's like picking your favorite kid. Um, All of it, honestly, like Mm -hmm. just seeing people like you guys, it's amazing to see you right now. No one else, they can just hear us, but it's amazing Mm -hmm. to put faces to the names and, and be able to connect with you in this way. But to meet you guys in person, to meet people we've connected with over social media, I mean, just to be in the same place at the same time, I will probably cry. Um, oh. not um <laughs> to being out in the sun, in the pool, and in the, the events, and the nighttime, and the dress up—like I just want it all.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It it feels like a, a chance to get back to normal. Mm-hmm. That sort of yeah. pre-COVID, pre-pandemic this like I feel normal mm-hmm. for the first time mm-hmm. so well,
1: fingers be- crossed and, yeah. and our normal girls but I mean our normal is pretty extraordinary our normal is <laughs> badass Woo-hoo.
2: yeah agreed agreed right? I'm I was gonna be a little social inept like I forgot or- how to hug someone <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how to talk to you unless we're facetiming or zooming <laughs> where's your mask <laughs> you're a real person What do I do <laughs> <laughs> Well, Mallory, this has
0: been so much fun. We cannot wait to see you and give you an enormous hug in Miami if you remember how to hug, we'll yeah. get there. No, I, I can
2: teach you that. I remember how to do it. I <laughs> okay, to not say anything. There may be like low grunts <laughs> or moans that come up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it will totally happen. And by the way, huge kudos to you. I don't know if anyone else has, has said this outright on your podcast, but Two Female Voices was a much needed space mm. for what we do in this community. I love that you guys are bringing that to the table and you're bringing it with a sense of humor and doing the informational side, but also digging into yourselves. So two thumbs up.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, Mallory. That means a lot to us.
1: It was great talking to you tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, girl. See you soon. Bye. 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 So that's our show. Thanks for swinging by, and don't forget, you deserve great sex. Now go get some. If you love the Two Hot Wives podcast, be sure to subscribe. And if you really love the
0: show, rate us or give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. Thanks
1: for listening.